Today's daf is Kuvav. We're holding about 12 lines down from the top of Kuvav Amud Aleph. So the Umar brings down something here which is uh, discussed in the, in, the, in the commentaries. The, there is a concept of the Idna Derischa, that there's a time when a Baruch Hu deals with the world in a high level of Din. Rischa means like anger. And the, at least the understanding of, of some of the Amaroyim is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that angry, he doesn't want Atfilos. So it's not even, don't, you know, it just actually adds fuel to the fire, davening at those times, which is a difficult concept, but uh, I think more it brings us down. The Shneid of Yosef, in the years of Rav Yosef, have a there was this anger, and Rashi says it manifests itself in, in the form of a famine. So Amalei Rabban Rabbi Yosef, so the, uh, the Chachamim asked Rabbi Yosef, Leboye Marachme, Yudra Shiva, go daven for the uh, well-being of the community. Leboye Marachme, Amalohu, say Setanim, Hashto, says, Now, Oma Elisha, the great Elisha, the Chihabe Rabbanan Mifter Mikameh, when the Chachamim, certain parts of times of the year, they used to go visit. So when those that uh, would leave, they would leave him, have a paisha tray out for Namos and Rabbonon. So there would still be remaining 1,200 Rabbonon that, w- that he was responsible to take care of. So he had a yeshiva of 1,200 Rabbonon that he was responsible to f- uh, fi- uh, financially to feed, right? The Idan Derischa, and we see that in a time of anger, lo have a boy rachmi, he didn't daven. He felt it was, it was actually not appropriate to daven. And he, there was so much Torah going on in his day that, that, that even after everybody left, he still was supporting 1,200 people, uh, Chachamim in his yeshiva. So, Anna, Iboy, Rachmi, who? I, the lowly Rav Yosef, I, I'm going to daven in a time of Rizcha, in Eden de Rizcha. If Elisha didn't do it, so how can I do it? Moses, says, just as a side point, how do we know that after everybody left to go back home, there was still 1,200, uh, there's still, uh, uh, what do we say, 2,200 Talmidim at the, it left in the yeshiva of Elisha, how do we know that for a fact? And what is going to prove how we know that there were 2,200 uh, Talmidim that were year, uh, all year round supported by Elisha. Alright? So when it says like this, Trey Alpha and Amosan means 2,200. So when it says it's based on a Pesach we had yesterday. The Pesach says it was actually a time of famine and that, that the person came, Isha, Elisha came and he brought uh, loaves of, of, of bread as a bikurim, as a gift to Elisha to help support, uh, during this time of famine. Now, what does it say over there? So Rashi points out, the Bazak says that he brought 20 loaves, but the Mordashans says he brought 20 loaves, but the wording, the way the, the Pazak is actually worded implies there was a total of 22 loaves. Uh, how, how do, how do we, uh, get that? So Rashi, Rashi, uh, 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 Darshan's uh, the, the Pasuk. Rashi says that, um, where's the place? The Lechem Bikurim is an additional loaf, and, uh, and the Carmel Batiklag is an additional loaf. So Rashi says there were 22 loaves that this guy gave. Now what does it say over there? After this guy donated the 22 loaves, so it says, the So the, uh, the, uh, the assistant, the servant of Elisha said, How's this going to help putting this in front of a hundred people? What is the servant saying? It's nice that he wants to support the yeshiva of Elisha, but how's the 22 loaves going to help? Now if he means, how's the 22 loaves going to help a hundred people? That's ludicrous. In a time of famine, to have 22 loaves for 100 people, that's a huge, huge benefit. It means all 22 loaves should be put down in front of 100 people. In the years of famine, that's a great benefit. Ella, what he meant was that the 22 loaves that each loaf was only going to be for a hundred people. And that's what he was saying. So 22 loaves and each loaf 
was only going to help 400 people shows that how many people were there in the yeshiva of Elisha, 2,200 people there. After everybody left, you still supported 2,200 people. Each loaf was going in front of 100 people, they take it 2,200. So the Mordor points out how large the yeshiva was that even after, after everybody came up, I guess for the Yavim Tovim, and they went back, he was still supporting 2,200. The one's going to show there was a decline in the stu- those who were studying in the yeshivas uh, over over time, that the numbers of those who were studying on a permanent basis went down. Where do we see this? It says, When they used to leave the yeshiva of Rav at the set times when they came out for the kala, for certain times they came to learning. So, left behind, Alpha Muslims in Rav's time, already dropped to 1,200 people were being permanently supported by Rav to learn. Uh, so therefore, uh, so therefore, uh, Bibei Ravuna, the later generation of Ravuna, was a Talmud of Rav, went down to 800 Rabbonon. Ravuna, Have Dorish, Betlais Amoroi, even with the 800, uh, 800 people left behind, but during the time when everybody came up, he, there was, they didn't have microphone, microphone uh, systems then. So they used to have a person called a Maturgaman or an Amuroi. They used to hear the hear what the, the, the Rashi was saying, and then they would belt out to everybody sitting there what the Rashi was. He had thirteen of those. It means everyone took a different part of the base medrash, and it was so large it needed thirteen of these Amuroi to be able to disseminate the shear from the Rosh Hashiva. Kiyavi Kaimi Rabbonam Mesifted Rav Huna, when they would get up from the uh, base medrash of, Rabbonam, of Rav Huna, after the shear, they'd been sitting on the floor and they, the clothes had, had accumulated some dust. Naftigli Mai, when they would shake out their garments, have a salik afka b'chasir The amount of dust that would go up would cover, literally cover the sun. It would, they would, 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 would be an eclipse. It would be dark because of all the dust from people getting up from the base medrash after the shear. Fa'amri Marova, now that was in Bovel. In Eretz Yisrael, they would be able to see, there's like the sandstorm, this dust storm in the distance. And they would say, Kamehameha that Lechora, that is a sign that their shear is over of Rav Huna, the above law, the Babylonian. There is a discussion, I think the Pnei Shur brings down, is this, uh, means that they, that actually what happened, or any time there was a sandstorm in Eretz Yisrael, is it how this is like when they get up from the shear of Rav Huna. So it's not taken literally, it's just a, it was a, uh, a, it almost became like a metaphor that they would use for any time there was a, a like a sandstorm. When the Chachamim would leave, the, ha- the yeshiva of Rabban Rabbi Yosef have a parashu arba mea their rabban and there was only four hundred rabban used to be left to be supported full time. The Karanav Shari Yasmi they called themselves the generation of orphans. It means compared to the early generations where they had so many behind that we'd be supported by the left behind and they only had four hundred that were left behind. So they called themselves the generation of orphans. Kiava Miftu Rabbanim Bey Abaya, when they would leave the Yeshiva of Abaya, Vamilami Bey Rapop, and some say the Yeshiva Rapop, Vamilami Bey Rav Ashi, some say with the Yeshiva of Ashi, Havi Paishu Mosan, there was only 200 Talmudim that were left behind to be supported. And they call themselves the orphans of orphans, because that's even less than the generation before they call themselves orphans. Nothing was going to get into a whole new sugyum. Discussing, uh, circling back to what we had discussed a little bit yesterday, but there are certain communal needs that have to be supported from communal funds. And in the time of the Beis Amigdash, Money was given on a yearly basis. The Matzah Shekel money was given, but that was predominantly for purposes of bringing the communal offering, the Korban Ola, that was brought twice a day, the Musafin, those Korbanas. But we're going to see there are other functions that are tied to the communal offerings 
that they could use that money. Now, the way it would work is everybody would donate before they would announce it, Parsha Shkolim, Rishchodesh Adar, and then they would collect a month and it would go into for the, uh, for the communal Korbanas fiscal year, starting Rishchodesh Nisan, ending in Rishchodesh Nisan, and it would go into a chamber. Now, from that chamber, they would take three pools with three baskets, olive, bays, and gimel, and they would pull, and the money from that basket, what was actually utilized for the korbanis. Now, they did it three times a year. After the year was over, so what was left, that was left for communal funds. Upkeep of the base. I make dash upkeep line. The previous year's funds. Right. Now, the question we're discussing right now is what about the stuff actually in the baskets? Meaning, for sure it goes for korbanis, but we're going to see it was expanded to be used for other things that could be directly attributed to the korbanis. So, for example, we know that actually the Ashkenazim have a week of slichas, the Mishnah Brewer brings down, is because is at least four days of slichas, just as the korbanis needed to be checked for four days to make sure they had no blemishes. That's what we do, the four days of slichas, at least minimum four days. Now, the point is that you had to pay people, experts, that would check these animals to make sure there are no blemishes. The money from the baskets could be used to pay for the experts checking them. Why? Because that's a direct communal carbon use. Right. Because they needed to do that in order... To make sure they could go the visit. Correct. So more says like this, those that were the experts who used to check the animals will blemish us. Hayinotin would get their wages directly from the pool, from the basket of the Masada shekel that was pulled from the from the chamber. Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Talmidei Chachamim Melamdin Hilchas Shchita LaKahanim. The the scholars that used to teach the Kahanim how to shecht also were paid. From the Trumas Ayunot, it's Charmi Trumas Halishka. I'm not going to give you a lot of rap. I'm not going to give you a lot The Tamil Chacham used to teach the Kahanim how to commit. Kamitza was the fistful of flour that had to be taken. It was a very complicated. They used to have to be able to use your thumb and your pinky to be able to wipe away the excess. And you had to get the exact amount in order for it to be able to. That was the Askarasa, the memorial portion that was burnt on his mouth. So they wanted to tort that where also their wages came. From the Trumas Alishka. Not necessarily Trumas Alishka. Amra Ravachuna. Ravachana. Amra Yechanan. Now, this is interesting because this does not seem to have a direct carbon related per usage, but it was so important that they would allow even the money to come from the Trumas Alishka from the baskets to pay this off. Now, what is this? The Pasuk tells us is that that you're not allowed to have in your own tents, literally in your homes, something that can cause a stumbling block. And from here we learn that a person is not allowed to have a safer, the discussion in the, in the, in the, in the Mepharshim here, is specifically referring to a safer Torah in this particular case, but the concept is, applies to all Sfarim that are used they say that the Mishnah Brura, the Chavetz Chaim, before any safer of his was out for sale, he used to go through the pages to make sure there was no stuff together, there were no mistakes, etc. Because it's usher to have a safer that has an editing problem with it, a mistake. Every safer, if it's going to be out on the market, it has to be edited. So they saw that people were not taking the time to do it, so they hired scholars that their job was specifically to go and make sure that people had, according to some of the Torah, but all the other Swarim that were used for studying Torah, that were all edited and were in the pristine state in terms of the information to turn within. But it had it cost a lot of money to do it. They used money. Rashi says that this was such an important fund, communal need, they were, they, they, they re, allocated usage of the Karbonus funds to pay for this the Chachamim, the based in did it, whether Koch of Hefker based in Hefker. So therefore, Megiyah Svarim Shivishalayim, those that used to edit the Svarim in Yushalayim, how you know when Svarim at Trumas Alishka used to get their wages from the Trumas Alishka. Amar of Nachman, Amar Rav, Noshim Argois Beparoiches, the women that used to sew the Parochas were the curtains 
in the base of Megdosh, also used to get their wages from the Trumas Halishka, from the baskets. Vani Omer. So that's Rav Nachman said in the name of Rav. So Rav Nachman says that I disagree. I say is that that should actually be taken from funds that were designated specifically for the upkeep of the Beis Amigdash because that would seem to be more of a, uh, com- a, a an upkeep uh, for Berekabai's uh, purposes for the, the, the sewing and the, the, the knitting of the curtains as opposed to a carbon purpose which would then uh, and, and therefore not be taken from the Trumas Halishka right? you hear the Machlokas so now because actually these curtains were a functionary, they were part of the actual structure. And since they're part of the actual structure, then you should use Berekabayas, that money which is used for the refurbishment and upkeep of the structure, as opposed to the money that was used for the Carbonus. That's the position of Rav. Right? Of Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman. All right? So therefore, okay. So we have here a machlok between Rav and Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said in the name of Rav that it came from Trumas Halishka, and according to Rav Nachman himself, he said it came from Berakabai's money. So Nesavay, the Gemara asked the following question: It says women that used to sew the, uh, they used to uh, weave the the, the, the curtains, ubeis garmo al ma'iselechem, and the. Uh, the, the wages that were paid for the household of Garmu, who knew specifically, they, knew, they were the experts in how to make the shapes of the lechem, the mold of the lechem upon him, obeys Aftinos, and the household of Aftinos, Almaisak Torahs, who knew the, the, how exactly to make the right uh, mixture for the Ketoris, which ingredients to use and how to mix it, Kulana Alishka, all of these wages came from the Trumas Alishka, from the baskets of the Korbonus money. So the question over here is on Rav Nachman, because Rav Nachman disagreed with Rav. Rav Nachman said, I think that the, the curtains should not come from Trumas Alishka money, but it should actually come from, it's structural, so it should really come from the uh, Berakabayas. And here clearly it says it comes from Trumas Alishka money. So the Chorah, how do we reconcile? The so one is going to say very simply, there were different types of curtains in the Beis HaMikdash. Now, let me just to give a proper, proper introduction. The first Beis HaMikdash, I believe, was only 30 Amas high. Between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kedoshim, there was something known as the Amatroxin. The Amatroxin, Rashi refers to it as the Dvir, was a wall that separated to show the difference between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kedoshim. It actually was a wall, and there was entrances and two ends of it that the Kohen Godel was able to go behind into the Kodesh Kedoshim, go in through one, come out through the other. There was, a, right. But in the second base of Megdash was a hundred Amas high. Now, an hundredth Amas high, a wall that's only going to be a wall, an Amma thick would not be able to, so they had to make curtains. So they would, was made out of double curtains. Now, the point is as follows. That curtain, which is made out of the two, two, two layers of curtain, that was structure. That was part of the structure, and therefore, that explains Rav Nachman, Taka went, that was used for, uh, specifically, that's part of the building, and that was used, better Kabai's money went for. The other curtains, there were the curtains for the Azorah, the curtains between the, uh, between the Ulam and the Kodesh, those curtains were modesty curtains. They weren't actually purposes for part of the actual physical structure as much as they allowed for, uh, modesty when doing the service. So that actually was taken from the Trumas Halishka. So therefore there's no contradiction in terms of his position. It really depends on is this a curtain that was part of the structure or is it just a function of modesty to allow the service to happen and therefore that will make a difference if it goes from Trumas Alishka money as opposed to the, the better Kabayas money. That's how he's reconciling it. So he says, no. Hosam Bedubavi, that over there, when it's saying that you use Trumas Alishka, are for the, ga- the curtains that, that covered the entrances of the gates. 
Dami Rab Zera Amar Rab Shlosha Asa Barochus Hayiv Amigdasheni. Second base Amigdash. There were thirteen curtains. Shiva Kenegat Shiva Shaarim. Seven for the seven gates of the Azara. There were seven entrances to the Azara that were, had this, these modesty partitions. One was the entrance of the Heichal when you went from the Ulam into the Heichal. One went, went, went to the Azara into the Ulam. Takes us up to nine. Beis Bedvir and Beis Kenegden Baaliyah. That, that we know that the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kedoshim were two, le- two floors. And just as the, between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kedoshim, there had to be a partition. The second floor also had to reflect the difference between the Kedusha that emanated from below to, the, to above. So they were also had to be the same two curtains in the same second base Amigdash that separated between the Kodesh and Kodesh Kedoshim also separated on the second floor between the area above the Kodesh and the area above the Kodesh Kedoshim. But they were, had, they were each of them comprised of two curtains below, two curtains above, which is four. Nine and four is 13, total of 13. But those four were structural curtains and therefore that came from Berekabais. The other ones were functionals of, functions of the, of the service, their modesty, and they could use from the from Trumas Alishka money. Okay. Tanar we learned in a Braisam. Now, just as also a little bit of an introduction, we know that one of the huge debates con- between the Kedush, the, the, the Tzedukim and the Prushim was the level of purity required for the Kohen who was bringing the Para Adumo. The Kohen who was burning the ashes and servicing the Para Adumo, actually very interesting is that the Tzedukim were more stringent. They held there could not be any Tuma associated with that Kohen, and therefore, if he was a Tvul Yom, Tvul Yom means he became Tomei, in, in, in one of the tumors where you go to the mikveh that day and there's a residual tumor you consider it to be a tvul yom until Herav Shemesh until sunset until, not, until night, nightfall when nightfall happens then you lose the tumor completely according to the tzdukim a tvul yom is disqualified from doing the, uh, the paraduma he had to wait until nightfall until for sure nightfall he could not wait until he could not just go to the mikveh and in that day be able to do the service whereas according to the chachamim based on their understanding of the psukim, if he took care of the primary tumor by going to the mikvah and he's only got residual tumor of a tvul yom, he was actually allowed to do the paraduma service. Now, the point is as follows. The Chachamim did something over here which was... Uh, a, 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 both, both those two guys who are against each other are also on the opposite sides of the argument right now, you said, right? The Tzedukis and the... The Tzedukim who are, were, you consider themselves, they, they actually being more stringent in this... Right, the, uh, but then you had... Who was on the other side? The Chachamim. The Chachamim. The Chachamim. Now, now the thing is like this. Because the Chachamim wanted to show, and there's a huge debate there in other areas too, they wanted to show that Tzedukim were wrong, they actually took the Kohen... And they made him Tomei, they took a Sheret, made him Tomei, it's a one-day Tumor, sent him to the Mikvah, he's only a Tvul Yom, he still can't eat Truma because he has to wait till night for, and they let him do the Baraduma. So therefore, it was like, I mean, obviously, you don't want him to have a God, but they went out of the way, and they, to show that the Tzedukim were wrong, they used a Kohen who was a Tvul Yom. Now, because of that, they actually felt bad that they had to do it, so there was a compensation, there was a dispensation made for the service that they went above and beyond in other areas to ensure that, what? To ensure that, that, that the integrity of the purity was maintained. And one of the things they did, which is unbelievable, is that the, they would, that there were certain parts, the drawing of the water, there were certain parts that children could be used for the para aduma. Young children could be used. And what they would do, women that were pregnant wanted to dedicate their first part of their child's life 
to the service of the, they, they went to an area that had bedrock. Bedrock means that there was no possibility of any body being below or anything. And they, they kept them there until they gave birth there, until the first few years of their lives. And they did the service. They drew the water, etc., etc. Now, that's completely going, swinging the pendulum completely the other way. But the reason they felt they had to do it was a compensation. For what they did to this guy who became... Correct. Dead. Correct. That's the point over here. Now, just the idea over here, what the one is going to say is, that these women that are removing themselves from, from public life, giving up, having children in these areas, they're going to say, according to at least one opinion over here, they were supported the, uh, from the, the Truma Salishka funds for the upkeep of the food and clothing for the women and their children. That's what it's, that's what we're gonna say. Tatana Bonalantana Brahsa. Bottom of Kuvav Madalaf. Noshim Amagadlas Benayam Lepara. Women that were raising their children for the, for the purity of the Paraduma. Hayunoklan Scharam and Trumasalishka would get their support from the communal funds of the Trumasalishka. Abashol disagreed. Abashol Aimer. Noshim Yakarish Yushalayim. They were wealthy women. Wealthy women who supported this cause and out of their own pocket they supported these women and children. They would support them with food and clothing. So it did not actually come from the Trumas Alishka funds according to Abashol. Now, Ravuna asked Rav the following question. Let me explain it outside and then we'll see it inside so that we'll get this clarity. Because this is going to basically take us through the rest of today's daf. The two Mizbechos, one was the Mizbech was in the courtyard, was known as the Mizbech Hanachoshes, Mizbech Havonim, right, was the copper, a stone Mizbech, and there was the Mizbech Hazahab, which was in the actual Kodesh, which was used for the Ketoros. We're not focusing on the Mizbeach that was in the Kodesh. That Mizbeach was a portable Mizbeach, the gold Mizbeach, Mizbeach Hazor. Then that for sure had a din of a Kli that wasn't considered to be structural in any way because it was again like a vessel, just like a regular vessel because it was a portable piece. The Mizbeach in the courtyard, Mizbeach Havonim, was actually viewed as being connected to the ground. And actually, it was not viewed as a vessel that Mizbeach was viewed as structural. It was considered, the Mizbeach was 32 Amas by 32 Amas. This was a significant Mizbeach in the courtyard. That was considered to be part and parcel of the structure of the Beis Amigdash. Okay, so that's considered to be structural. The question we're going to be dealing with right now is, the vessels that were utilized in association with this Mizbeach Azov, which means all the vessels that were used for the Karbonus, there's two ways to look at it. Are they a function of the Mizbeach? If they're viewed as a function of Mizbeach, then they're viewed as a function of something that is structural. And if they're viewed as a function yeah, of something that is structural, then you would use better Kabayas money to go ahead and, 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 and fashion them and build them and pay for anyone who needs to be refurbishing them or building them, fine. Or, on the other hand, because what did they do with them? They brought the korbanas with these vessels. So if they brought the korbanas with these vessels, so then you could look at them not necessarily as a function of the Mizbeach, but as a function of the korban. If it's a function of the korban, then you should be able to use Trumas Alishka funds for these vessels. So that is the Shiloh that was raised by Ravuna to his Revi Rav. So let's see it inside. So Clay Shores these ministering vessels, these vessels that were brought for, with the Mizbeach outside, with the Karbonis, Ma'usha Yasmi Kachabedekabayis, what's the din? Should they be made with Bedekabayis funds? Because Tzorah Mizbeach, because they're a function of the Mizbeach, and we know, and, uh, Umikachabedekabayis, uh, also, therefore, they should come Umikachabedekabayis, because then it's considered to be a function of something structural, which would be the upkeep, the Bedekabayis funds. Or perhaps, no, it's considered to be a function of a carbon. And if they're considered to be a functioner of the carbon, therefore what? Maybe they were made from Trumasalishka funds because that was used for the carbon seabor. So it should come from the, from the baskets. That's where the money should be come. 
So Amale, so that's what Rabuna so asked Rav, and Rav answered him, Einas and El Mitrumas Alishko. He says, I say that they they come from Trumas Alishko, which means that in my my perspective is they're not considered to be structural in nature, they're considered to be part of the Korbanas, and therefore to come from Trumas Halishka. That is the position of Ra. So Aesive, the one has a question from the following Braiso. Now this Pasuk that's being quoted is a Pasuk in Divra Yomim that's in Ksuvim. Chronicles, it's in, say, in Ksuvim. Torah divided, Torah divided in Ksuvim. So this is Divra Yomim that's in Ksuvim. So it says it's like this. What does it say there? Kechaloisam, that when they completed. Now, the, 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 the Psukim are discussing there was a, uh, a, a, a queen called Atalia and her and her sons uh, devastated the base of Migdash. They caused a lot of damage. And what happened was that Yo, uh, the king uh, and Yoyada HaKohen refurbished. They, they, they made a whole refurbishment of upgrading, upgrading the base of Migdash. So the Gemara understands right now, it says with Halosa, when they con- concluded the refurbishment, they brought before the king and Yoyada the Kohen, Shar HaKesev, the Chorit means the leftover money that was designated for the refurbishment, which the Chorit, what kind of money are we dealing with? Better Kabayas, better Kabayas money. And they used it to make the vessels for the house of Hashem, the ministering vessels. L'chayr HaPazik seems to say clearly that what money is used for the Kalim, the other money then. Bedek, no, oh, this was Bedek oh, Abai's money. The Bedek Abai's money and not the Trumas Alishka money. Oh, Akasha, Akasha on Rav. That's the one that asked this Akasha on Rav. So Amalei, so Rav said to Ravuna, the Akrayet Suvi, that the person who taught you Psukim in Suvim in Divayamim, Lord Rav obviously did not teach you the Psukim that are recorded in Nevi'im, in Malachim days, which are part of Nevi'im, which is before the Ksuvim, they're describing the exact same story, says something differently. What does it say over there? Ach lo Hashem that does the funds that were supposed to be used for Beis Hashem were not used for vessels. Right? It was used, whatever was there, was used either for the upkeep or for the wages of the, uh, the, 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 the uh, craftsmen that were, were, that were used in, in, in the refurbishment. So that was which money we used? It's the, the, the same money that we're discussing, the money for the upkeep of the refurbishment of Beis Which means, it says explicitly, don't use it for the vessels, but use it for either the upkeep or, or use it for the wages, which is the Chorah. So therefore, you're asking me a question from Dibre Hayomim, but Malachim Beis, it doesn't, it says it didn't go for the vessels. If you tell me that both sukkim are referring to the same scenario, then you actually have a contradiction between the two sukkim. You have a con- in Malachim days it says they never used it for the kalim, and in, in, in Divrei Yomim it says they did use it for the kalim. So how are you going to reconcile both sukkim? says, "Look, Kasha, that's not so difficult. Why? Like this: Kan Shagavu if they already collected and used whatever they needed to do for the refurbishment and for the paying of the wages, then as the Pasuk in Dibra Yomim states, whatever is left over afterwards, we can redirect instead of using it for refurbishment, then we could redirect it to use it for the Kalim. Right? The Pasuk that's written in uh, in, in, in Malachim Beis was that was before they knew what, whether it was going to be left over. So if there's nothing going to be left over, you have to ensure that the money was going to be covering the actual refurbishment and the um, and, 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 and the wages. Right? So the Gemara says like this. The Gemara says basically what you're telling me as follows. You're telling me, right, meaning like this, that Really, this money was designated for collection of the uh, of better bias, and therefore it had to go for better bias. 
If left over and you don't know, need it for better kabbais anymore, then you're allowed to use it for the vessels. But you're saying, but primarily the vessels should have been used for from Trumas Alishkafon. That's Rav Shita. The only thing is, if it's left over from better kabbais, then you could use it for the vessels. So how does that work? If, in fact, the vessels should not be used, with, they should not be made with better kabbais money. Because you're saying, if nothing's going to left over, you can't make the vessels out of it. So then how, even if there's something left over, since that money originally was collected for better kabbais purposes, even if there's money left over, why do you have a right now to reallocate that if it was for, supposed to be for Bedeka bias, according to you, and the Kalim are not from Bedeka bias purpose, so then how can you now switch and use it for, use it for baking the Kalim, even if there's leftovers? It wasn't collected for that purpose. Right? So when it's like this, the Chigobel even if you're collected and there's leftover, my hobby, who cares? But according to you, the vessels are a function of the carbon, not a function of the structure. How can you use Bedeka bias money for something that you should be using Korbanis money for? So Amr Rebbe said like this. So when people give money to the Beis Amikdash, they're giving it based on Leib Beisdin. They're giving it based on the conditions set by Beisdin. And Leib Beisdin, Masa Leib, and the Beisdin's condition when they collect it, Im Hutzruchu Hutzruchu Vimlav Yulachlei Shores. That's the understanding was that if we need it for Bedeka bias then we're going to use it for Bedeka bias If it's no longer needed for Bedeka bias we have the right to reallocate it for clay showers as well. By the way, this is the big shiling, and, and any time a show makes a collection, or, or, or Gabi Tzedakah, that if you need to reallocate it for other communal usages, are you allowed to go ahead and, that's not what I gave it for, right? I gave it for that particular purpose. I don't need it for that purpose anymore. I gave it for the Sefer Torah. Now, can you go ahead and use it to make, uh, to, you know, to fix the windows? That, that's the big issue that's discussed. But anyway, let's go back to it. Tana we learned in the Brides that the baby Tana baby Shmuel clay shares boy mitrumas alishka. So the Brides this Brides supports Rav's contention is that the clay shares are a function of the carbon, and since they're a function of the carbon, you use trumas alishka. The money from the baskets can be used for fashioning these vessels. And, and actually, the Pasuk we brought before, we're going to see a different twist on it. The Pasuk we actually asked a question on, it says that the money that was left over, we understood what that meant, the money was left over from the better Kabais money, they made Kalim, which our question was, how could they use that money to make the Kalim if the Kalim have to come from Trumasalishka? According to the Brisa that we're quoting now in the Yeshiva Rabbi Yishmol, they learned like this, the Shenema es Shar HaKesef. The remainder of the money, Shara Kesef, they darshan like this. When is there money that has Shirayim? When is there money that is collected with the notion that you're going to have a leftover? Right? What money are we discussing that there's money collected that there's always going to be a leftover? L'chorei, that's talking about Trumas Alishka money. Because Trumas Alishka, we know everybody donated the half a shekel. What did they do? They took out the three pools and there's going to be left over. So in fact, in the Yeshiva of Leirishmah, when it says that it will use that money for the Kalim, it's not talking about Bedeka Bais money. It was talking about Trumas Alishka money. So when it says like this, Shenema Shara Kesev, Ezo Kesev, Shiezla Shirai, which Kesev is always depicted by having left over, Havi Omer Zet Trumas Alishka, that it's Trumas Alishka. Now, look, Mora asks a very important question over here. Mora says like this, let's understand the Trumas Alishka money there was money that was taken that was in the basket. Three baskets were taken. Now that basket, initially the money went to buying carbonus and leftover money from those baskets could be also used, what was in that basket could be used for carbonus related things fine. But there was also money left over in the chamber. Right? Now, we... And Rav's sheet and the day of Yishmol's sheet was that for the building, the fashioning of the Kalim, which money are you allowed to use? Yeah. No, no, he did yeah. disagree. He said, and which Trumas Alishka money? The money directly from the baskets. Right. Now the Gemara is asking the following question. You're telling me the Pasuk is referring to Trumas Alishka because it says, the Shar HaKesim. The leftover of the money. So you're saying, it's all about Trumas How do you know it means you can use the money from the basket for the Kalim? Maybe what it's telling you you should be using, 
Not the money that was actually got the Kedusha for the Karbonas that was taken in the basket. Maybe it's actually referencing the money that was left behind in the chamber, which was used for like communal purposes, Vedic Abai's purposes, things like that. So how do you know... It came out of the chamber, the extra money. Yeah, it was left after the Nisan, after the fiscal year of Karbonas was done. They had to use, redirect that money. Maybe that's what you're using to make a Kalim. How do you know you're using the money from the baskets? The Amashirayim Gufaya, maybe it means the leftovers itself. The leftovers of the money, maybe it means the leftovers themselves. Right? On that thing, what I answer is, because it doesn't say Shiara Kesev, Shiara Ha Kesev, there's a Heya Yudia. Heya Yudia, Ha. What does that mean? He says like this, we know that there's a Halacha, that when they make the pyre, the wood pyre, every morning there was an avoda to put the wood on the Mizbeach, the first carbon that had to be brought on it was what? Carbon Talmud of the morning. Ha, right. Ha Olet says over to the bottom. That's the time of Mishiach here. That's where we get all this money. Correct. So that, that's the first carbon of the morning that had to go there. Now, how do we know it was the carbon time that had to be the first one? Because the Pazik says, Ha-Ola. There's an extra hay. Ha-Ola tells me the prominent one, the first one, that's the one that has to go on the fire, on the, on the pyre first. So the same way as Rava makes that drasha, here too it says, the Shar Ha-Keset. The Hakesa means that, that, that this is from the important money, the, or the, the dominant money. What? So therefore the Kalim were made from the Shah of the Hakesa means it went from the money that was in the basket and not from the money that was left in the, in the, uh, in the chamber. chamber. Okay. So when it says, like brother said, Ha'ola is Ola Rishona. Is the Ola, the first Ola is what goes on the pyre. So Yachinami, when it says Hakesa, means Kesev Rishon, it means the first monies, the money that's in the basket and not the money that's left in the chamber. Fine. So we have this machlokas between Rav and Rav Nachman, but the Moritz brought a brisa to support Rav's contention, Tanadir Rishmol, is that the vessels are a functionary of the carbon, and since they are functionary of the carbon, you actually use money from the baskets to build the vessels. So Mesuvei, the Moritz has the following question from a brisa. says Hakatayres, the Ketairis, which is the incense, the Chol Karbonus Tibur, and all communal offerings, Ketairis was also a communal offering, by Yenitrumus Alishka, that comes directly from the baskets, the three pools, the Alabes Gimel, three times a year, that is what that money was donated for, for making, for the, for, 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 for uh, putting together the Ketairis, and offering the Karbonus Tibur. Mizbeach HaZohav, the golden altar, the Levona, and the frankincense, Uchlei Shorei. Some actually take out the word Levonish and doesn't belong here. But without Rashi, I think has it. So therefore, and the, uh, so the frankincense of the Lechem upon him. And the clay Shorei, this is where the Kasha is coming from. And all the other service uh, vessels, the ministering vessels, come from the prophet that was left over from the libations. There was libations that were sold. When people used to bring the sochim, they used to sell wine to the people. There was profit made. And the money from that profit is what they used to make the clay shoris. And that's a direct contradiction to the price that we said before and to Rav Shita. Because here we see that the clay shoris is not coming from the... Uh, from the Trumas Alishka, it says the Therish. The other things come from Alishka, but not the clay shards. Clay shards come from the leftovers from the prophet that's made of, from the, from the libations. Alright, let's keep going. Mizbeacha Ola. The Mizbeacha Ola, that's the outer Mizbeach, which is structural. Halishkos, all of the chambers, Hazoros, the courtyard, right? The upkeep and the refurbishment of these areas come directly from money that was given for refurbishment purposes for the better kabayas. But anyway, uh, and, and that's the Azara. Once you go chutz lechoma, Azara, when you go past the walls of the courtyard, so therefore now it's going to be the walls of Yerushalayim, the towers, all those areas which also have some level of sanctity to, to, to them. Boy, Mishiore Halishkos. That comes from what was left over in the chamber after this fiscal year is done. They cannot use it for the new Korbanas. What did they use it? They used it for the upkeep of Yerushalayim, the walls of Yerushalayim, the towers, the security. That's what they used it for. Alright? Now, and Zui Shishanil, the bride of Finch, and this is what was taught. 
Chomes Ha'irim Agdosteya, the walls of Yerushalayim and its towers, Bechol Tzorcher, and all other communal needs of the city, Boi Nishir Alishka, come from what's left over in the chamber after the basket pools were done and they were no longer used because the fiscal year ran out. So that's what they were used for, the upkeep of Yerushalayim. Point is, this bride states explicitly that the, the, the Kalim, the Shikli Shores, did not come from Trumasalishka like the Tanadir Rabbi Shmuel and Rav said, but actually it came from the prophet of the Nesachim. So Gmarna says like this, Tanoi, this actually is a Machlokas Tanoyim. This is a Machlokas Tanoyim that this idea of what they used, the Trumasalishka, what, what, what funds were used for the clay shares, where do we see this? This time we learned in the Mishnah, Moisa Truma, right? The leftover of the Truma means from the basket. What's left in the basket after you buy the Korbanus, right? This is from the basket, Mayu Osinba, Rikuye Zahab. What was done with it was the, the, they, they, they beat out, uh, uh sheets of gold. Tzipui, uh, they were used as coverings, the base Kodesh Kedoshim. The inside of the Kodesh Kedoshim had uh, gold sheets. So these gold, gold plates, so these plates, these gold plates that were beaten very thin and put on the wall, that came from the leftover of the coins that were in the basket after you uh, separated the money for the Korbanas. Rabbi Shmuel, I'm a Peros, he says that they used to, for produce, there was profit that we're going to see exactly how they did it, but there were pro- the profit that came from the, uh, from the produce was used for Ketam Mizbeach. Ketam Mizbeach was that there should not be downtime on the Mizbeach. It wasn't a communal required offering, but they wanted the Mizbeach to be used all the time. So therefore, that extra money, that extra profit, they would buy Korbanus with, Kate means dessert. It's the dessert of the Mizbeach. Means the Mizbeach would get its dessert that was used, even though it wasn't a communal responsibility requirement, but they wanted it used all the time. And that came from the, uh, the profit from the produce. Moise Truma, what was left over after the pull inside the baskets, that's most of Trumas was left over inside the baskets after they purchased the Carbonus and did what they need for the Carbonus, the clay shares. Here, that's like the sheet that we had before, Rav sheet, that was a function of the Carbonus from the basket, was left over in the basket, alright? Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva disagrees, the three-way machlokas. He says, most of Truma is the case of Mizbech. What's left over in the basket has to go for Mizbech purposes. Which is but, What's that? It would be extra carbonus. Extra carbonus. That's what you use, the money that's left over in the basket itself. Most in the Sachim, what's left over, the profit that's made from the libations, libations that goes for clay shards, which is like the price that we had before. That's a machlokas tanoim. Right? He says that the profit that was left over from the libations, that's the Kaitzim is bad. That goes for the upkeep, the, uh, the, not upkeep, for the dessert of the Mizbeach, for keeping it busy. Most of Truma's, Truma, what's left over in the basket goes to Clay Shores, right? And both Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Akiva both disagree with the Tanakama, Loyamodim, the Peros. They don't hold that you do business with the Peros. We're going to see that you, they don't only do Peros, money that was, 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 was uh, given for the base amigdash to invest in produce to make money profit for the base amigdash they don't agree we're going to see in a moment with the Tanakama Peros Mai what exactly is this Peros? the son of Lentin Abraisa Mosa Truma Maya Osinva so you have money left over in the basket okay we did the pools there's money at the bottom of the basket what do we do with that extra money? so according to the Tanakama Lokhin Peros Bezol go out and buy produce now you go buy produce when you buy the produce so therefore, the money becomes chulin. Right. You switch it, that money becomes chulin, and the kedusha now, the, 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 the produce becomes kodesh. Right. But now you can sell the produce to people that need it. So people are, you do business with the produce. Now that you sell it, so now they take the produce, the produce becomes chul, the money now becomes kodesh, but the base amigdash now has made some money. And that money now becomes kodesh. So remember, you had leftover coins in the baskets. Buy produce. 
So you buy produce, that money is deconsecrated onto the produce. Sell the produce at a higher rate, people are going to buy it from you, they want to buy it from the base on Mikdash. Their produce now... You're investing making a profit. Basically, right? So therefore, so Lokin, you buy cheap, Lokin, Bosom, Bayoker, with Economics 101, and you sell it at an ex- a higher expense, Vaschar, and what you do with the profit, you use that for the extra korbanis that you need that, for the Mizbeah. Did that, is that consecrated now? If you're using, if you, when you bought it with, with money from the, uh, from the, the it, it becomes consecrated. Okay, but now the Kedusha, sell it to someone, it becomes deconsecrated. And then that money now is told us, use that to go at it, right. That's, the and this is what we taught before in the Bryson, that most of the payrolls the case is about. That the extra, uh, the profit of the payrolls, which is started from the leftover money from the basket, should go to Kaitz Mizbeah. So oh, now, that's the kind of combo. That's going to be for the corporate then. For, 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 for the excess when right, that's not being used. Now, my Zemezulamon, now why do Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Akiva disagree? So, Loya Modim the Peiros, they didn't agree with that. There's not Moses Shiore Lishko, because they said like this. They said, whatever's left over in the chambers themselves, now that money wasn't de- pulled. So it didn't actually get exchanged to be used for korbonus. It was given for the purpose of Master Shekel, but it was never pulled. It was left in the chamber. Mayu Osin by him. They would buy with that money wine. Shmonim. They would buy oils. Siltos. They would buy flour. Vaschar lehektesh. Dib Rabbi Shmol. So Rabbi Shmol's shita is that you're allowed to do business with it. Invest. Buy cheap. Sell uh, uh, high. To get extra money to generate funds for the base of Mikdash. Rabbi Akiva Omer Ainistan. You don't do money with Hegdash money. You don't do business with Hegdash money. We don't allow you to make a business out of funds that belong to the Hegdash, right? For a number of different reasons. But one of them is because, you know, you might be, you, know, you don't invest, right? You don't take a chance, right? You, you have a made-up situation where money was given to a yeshiva, and then all of a sudden, you know, you lose all your money. We don't take that chance, take the risk with money that belongs to the Beis English. Also, money that was given to a tzedakah fund. If you have money that was given for poor people, you are not allowed to take risks with that money. That money should not be invested in a, in a risk situation. Now, Bishol Hektish, my time, and what's the interesting reason? It doesn't say because of risk. What's the reason you don't want to invest money that was given to the Beis HaMikdash? Right? Which says, Ein anirs b'makom Investing implies we need money. The base of Mikdash is not a place of poverty. It's a place of wealth. They don't need money. You can't give it a sense that the base of Mikdash is a place of, of opulence and wealth. You don't give the sense that it's a place of poverty if you don't invest that money. And Bishahanim, why should you not invest money that belongs to the poor? Because if you invest that money, that money becomes tied up. You might have a neem come and need to eat now, and you've gone and oh, I know you have to wait until the bond becomes clear, and then in thirty days, no, you've got to be able to give them the food right now. So therefore, my time alone, tell me, Srami Lul Anya, because maybe the neem come now, but Lake Lamir Sabay, and there's nothing to give them because you've tied up that money in investment. So basically, says even if it's this, it's a, it's a sure thing, but you should have to you have to be liquid in order to support them. You should not tie up your funds. And, and, and then you won't be able to support them. Good job, we'll stop over here.